Welcome to Between Data and Risk podcast. Today we'll be talking about metaverse and ways it can add value to businesses. To discuss with us different aspects of value in metaverse, we've invited Nicolas Babin, a serial entrepreneur, executive, and board member who has spun startups to multinational tech giants with experience in Asia, North America, and Europe. Stay tuned. If you're a business owner or senior manager, you probably had more than enough about all the wonderful opportunities awaiting you in the era of digitalization. Whether it is big data, cloud, data science, or whatever buzzword is currently trendy. If you would like to hear someone dissecting these claims and showing you what it actually takes to improve business processes, you're in the right place. This is Between Data and Risk, where we discuss real life examples of what works and what doesn't in the world of business operations. Hi, I'm your friendly neighborhood data guy, Dr. Marian Świak, and with me is my co-host, Artur Guja, Cognition Search Solutions Chief Risk and Strategy Officer. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Between Data and Risk. Today we'll be talking about value creation in the metaverse, and we're excited to have with us today our guest, Nicolas Babin, consultant and business strategist, an expert in entrepreneurship, artificial intelligence and robotics and digital transformation, who agreed to share his experiences with us. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you very much for, for agreeing to, um, to come and talk to us. We are really excited to learn more because everybody's talking about metaverse uh, these days. Uh, not all of it is, uh, let's say, very optimistic, but we think that this or other form of metaverse is is the future. So our question to you as an expert is like, what is your vision of metaverse evolution? Uh, like, what 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 will it actually be? What how does yeah. metaverse differ from website, which is also like, sim- yeah, you could think omnipresent. Or second life, yeah, so, so, for that matter. Well, uh, that's exactly how I was going to start, <laughs> because I was going <laughs> to tell you that we, to to start actually talking about the metaverse, you need to understand where we're coming from. So where we're coming from is was the launch in the 2000-2002 of Second Life, which had at the beginning an impact. Uh, some brands got involved. Sony, for example, who I worked for at the time, we launched Home, which was a competitor to, to Second Life. And, and, we, and we could see that we could get engagement from communities because it was different. And because it, it was, um, you know, you created an environment where people could walk, could go to the movies, could have a coffee, things like that, obviously virtually. Uh, what, missed, what we missed at that time was the fact that, uh, number one, internet was extremely slow. It was not the... the connection we, we used to have. And number two, so technology was, was really, a, a, I, I wouldn't say a problem, but was something that limited us uh, to, to get mm-hmm. a, a better experience because it's all about experience. And the second point was the fact that at the time, the only way of paying and or creating an economy was to enter your own credit card into, into the system and, and then get charged for your credit card with all the risks that you could think of, uh, especially back in mm-hmm. 2000, 2002. So we couldn't get an economy. We had limitation from the technology. 
basically no return on investment and and so it was not viable right and but it was at the time where we were still thinking what's the best business model for internet i don't know if you remember those years but it was really strange you know you could get everything for free and companies were thinking well hang on <laughs> why should we give all these for free when actually it's our bread and butter um so so that was that that's where we come from so 20 years later um uh, well we we have to give him credit for that mark zuckerberg came and said i'm going to create metaverse but people need to understand that meta uh, previously facebook is not the metaverse it's one of of the metaverse environments that we can find but it's true that at least he he put the idea back in, it's not his idea it's something that obviously has been has been around for 20 years but he put it back into the light and and that 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 we can give it credit for today we have less i would say almost no limitation in terms of technology uh, mm -hmm. because every single technology that has been used in the metaverse is actually um today maturing so I'm talking about all the uh, VR, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality, extended reality. We're talking about uh, Internet of Things. We're talking about infrastructure for data, which is, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about the metaverse, but what they forget about is the fact that you need to have a good infrastructure because all the data coming from all these different places, uh, again, as I mentioned, the, the, the realities, the, the emails the videos the, the 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 photos all these things the the avatars that you create all these type of data need to come into a a unique um place uh and 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 for that you need to have the structure of that so basically what i'm saying here is the technology is now maturing and it's available for everyone i mean you want an oculus uh google mm -hmm. you, you you have it you want you want uh basically uh uh, to use to create your own avatar, you can have it. You want to create your own NFTs, uh, non fungible tokens, mm -hmm. uh, you have it. You have the blockchain technology, which is now pretty much understood by, by all, which is even getting better uh, in terms of crypto because you know uh, we've heard all about uh, all the servers that needed to be cooled down and all this, so very bad for the environment. Now they have the second version, which is getting better. So the technology side is now coming to fruition and, 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 and it's, it's, it's working. Um, but what's the most important to me, it's the value creation. And I think that's why we're here. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the value creation that you can have on the metaverse. Uh, as a marketer, from my days long time ago in business schools, we were told that you know, when you market a product, when you market a service, when you market a company, you need to make it available to all uh, and, and make sure that at least it's available when the person is ready to purchase or is, 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 is engaged in getting information about, about uh, the product, the service, or the company. Mm -hmm. Here, uh, using the metaverse basically is giving you a different channel that uh, you need to think. So I, I know you started the podcast by saying, uh, you know, there are a lot of negativity around it and, and it's true, but as a company, and that's why you've seen today the Nikes, the Carrefour, the banks, the insurance companies, all these pouring in the real estate companies, pouring into the metaverse, because it's a new channel 
that you, you're going to see more and more the millennials and even generation after that going into this. So can you afford today to say, no, I'm not going to go into the metaverse? It's almost like saying like when I was with Sony, we don't want to go into retail, right? The, that would have been... <laughs> The only thing, the only thing that I meant by by the, uh, it's not about negativity; it's about some I would say financial problems. Uh, oh yeah. So so uh, you know the, the name metaverse, uh, if I remember correctly, comes from from early nineties, and it was uh, Neil Stevenson who exactly. came up with it. So what I meant is maybe the current incarnation of of metaverse, as you said, and the big kudos for to to Mark for uh, bringing it, let's say, and give it another shot. So yeah. the only thing that I meant, but maybe it won't be metaverse by meta. Maybe it will be metaverse by someone else because of this right. financial uh, institutions. That's why I think this conversation is so relevant, in, irrespectively uh, who will be the technical provider of metaverse. So exactly, but, but that's, so uh, that's how I let's make this clear. Because uh, because uh, Nicholas, you you mentioned a very important thing that that metaverse is not meta, right? There will be a lot of other providers. Right. And uh, what yeah. is uh, we, we recently recently uh, I spoke to a gentleman who actually uh, run uh, has a company creating a, a lot of content for for metaverse, and he's creating uh, platforms for uh, sharing live events and and concerts and sports events. Uh, so obviously he will be providing a lot of his own uh, technology infrastructure, not, not just the content itself, but a large piece of the metaverse experience will be, mm -hmm. will be dependent on his stuff. What is, what is meta actually going to provide or, or, or another company that's, that's going to maybe, uh, what are they going to provide? Is there an infrastructure, uh, like a, a basic platform that is required or is it going to be an amalgamation of com uh, contributions from different uh, providers? Yeah, so that's actually a very good question. What you see today is actually several environments, I would call that. Meta is one of them. What they are going to pro provide is still very unclear. I think Mark Zuckerberg maybe has an idea, but he hasn't shared it <laughs> clearly to all of us. Uh, but what you can see, he has his own environment and you see uh, uh, avatars walking in. You see also physical people going into, into it. So it, it's really, again, what we call the digital world, where you have the physical and digital uh, elements uh, all together. Nike is using Roblox uh, for Nike Land. So it's another environment where you can go and can go to the Nike shops. You can buy um, shoes that are uh, totally virtual. Uh, actually, I think they sold their first uh, pair for like $10,000. So, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, after, after having purchased a, a company that was only making virtual shoes. Um, so it, it, you have Decentraland, you have a, a lot of different environments. So that, that's the vision of today. But again, let, let's, let's understand why, why we're here. You know, we're starting, it's to really, I would say it's V2, V1 being mm -hmm. second life, and that's V2 of, of, uh, of the metaverse. We're, we're going to have V3, V4, V5, you know, it's, it's going to continue. And my vision of all this is that at one point, there's going to be an aggregation of all these environments, and the metaverse will become one. But today, mm -hmm. because, because it's really the beginning, uh, everybody's trying its own way of working. I mean, it's, 
it was like the beginning of the, of the web, pretty much. Yes. You know, when everybody was, was was doing this. And again, you know, we're not in a revolution type of of scenario here. We're, we're it's an evolution. We had web t- web one, web two. Now it's web three. And but we, you know, we're not smarter than people a uh, hundred years ago. We just have different technologies. We just have we just have learned different things. <laughs> But again, you know, things that used to work 100 years ago for the environment 100 years ago will not work for today's environment. And so we're benefiting from what we've learned in the past. Uh, and we're pretty much copying, you know, and, and what you see today with Metaverse is exactly what, what, they, what we all, at least, uh, at least I have, because I'm older. <laughs> but what I have seen, you know, when, when I remember a time when I didn't have internet, I didn't have emails and everything, and I've seen the changes of all this. And that's my vision. I think Metaverse and Web3 is really going to make it the same way we have seen with Internet and Web2. So comparing it it to Internet, uh, I would like to, because we're talking about, uh, you know, entering this, uh, let's say, ocean and uh, trying to to generate value and get value. uh, I'm not, let's say, uh, maybe... I wasn't professionally active, but I know about the dot-com bubble that, mm-hmm. that, that was created and burst. So uh, what is the, um, the risk that we will see something like dot-com bubble and how to, how to avoid it? Because now yeah. you need to balance between over-investing into something which only on the surface, the surface has any value and missing out because you know those who build their presence in, in the web they, they clearly won, but those who got overexcited by uh, by it, a yep. uh, couple of fortunes I think were built and and burned. Absolutely. So the biggest risk we we found in two thousand, I was working at the time, and I I actually went into a startup uh, specializing to payments online uh-huh. um, because I really could see that that's what was missing for us. And um, basically, what we lost sense of reality in two thousand. And that's, to me, the biggest risk we could face again with uh, Metaverse. What happened in 2000, we had uh, economy difficulties for countries and everything. And suddenly, investors realized that, wow, you have all these startups, you have all these great ideas, which were great ideas, but you know, with the, the limitation of technology that I mentioned before. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so they poured money into companies that honestly didn't have a business model. I mean, I'm being very serious here for people who say that it's impossible. I was there in the year 2000. I was helping investors. I was helping companies, as I mentioned. And they didn't have a business model. They didn't know how to make money on the internet. But investors thought, well, you know, we don't have any other place to go. So they poured money into companies that honestly took their money in and didn't make it at the end because it was not based on anything real. And that's the biggest risk to me that I, I can see today. Because again, because technology is there, because we have a business model that works, you know, with NFTs and everything, what the biggest risk we could find is that we overestimate the, uh, mm-hmm. the potential of the metaverse. Again, let, let's, you know, keep our heads cool and make sure that at least we give time to time. And that's the most important. Let's see how people are going to behave with the metaverse. Let's see how customers are going to come in. I'm very encouraged with the fact that huge companies, again, I mentioned Carrefour, but I, you know, Nike, 
uh, huge banks are coming in, real estate, all, all, all these businesses, pretty much every single sector is now coming into the metaverse. And so they are, they are investing very large amount of, uh, of money, which is concrete and real. And so I'm, I'm more encouraged this time around uh, than I was in 2000. In 2000, I, I honestly, I remember one meeting with investors and I said, you know, guys, I'm, I'm blown away. You're giving valuation of companies that honestly do not even know how they're going to make any out of their product <laughs> or service. Uh, and, and, and so I, 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 I literally, I, I was speechless. I couldn't even help with consulting ideas or anything because it was not based on anything. Whereas today, at least you see large companies that really understand and can't afford to lose too much money because shareholders are going to be upset mm -hmm. because of all this. And these companies are coming in thinking, we are now expanding our marketing, expanding our sales into a platform that didn't exist before. We need to start thinking about different ways of doing business. That's the digital transformation world that we're in today. Every single sector is transforming. And banking and insurance businesses are transforming as well with the use of NFTs, cryptocurrencies. I mean, basically anything around blockchain technologies. And, and that's where I believe it's going to work because those banks, it's not going to be done overnight, but those banks are going to look at it and think, okay, now our business is evolving. We need to allow people to use crypto to pay back their loans, to, pay, to buy their cars and all these things. So they're going to start gradually putting together a strategy which will be based on something real. But there is a risk. You know, I don't want to say there's no risk. There's definitely a risk, but it's always better to know where the problem comes from or where the risk comes from. So at least you can be prepared for uh, to, to 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 handle it. I have a question because you mentioned sorry the last one, and I I I pass it to you <laughs> uh, because Nicholas, you, you mentioned I would say blockchain and crypto a couple of times, and just a couple of days we had FTT and FTX uh, implosion. Uh, and you also mentioned, because this is a topic that we, we discuss with, with Arthur from time to time, you mentioned that like now it's time, in, in 2000, people were investing into companies which didn't have a business model. It was not real. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I personally have trouble seeing reality of crypto, uh, mm, crypto uh, currencies. Yes. Yeah. Because it's it's a set of number that is that its value is in my simple eyes uh, purely speculative and based on what people are, which is most yes. of the of the exchange uh, probably someone can counter that uh, if you take the stock price it's also based on 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 wishful thinking of uh, mm -hmm. more or less people but but behind the the stock exchange at least in the end there is a company in cryptocurrencies. Like, there's no asset around it. You're right, but but it's it's a you 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 can destroy one like overnight and uh, FTP, which we've just seen, which we've just seen. So so, so yeah. uh, I'm just wondering, like, uh, is cryptocurrency I don't know value in in metaverse somehow subst substantiated, or I, I'm wondering why is it uh, let's say popping up in this conversation so 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 often. Oh, because we're talking about adding value um, and, and the value you can have and you can calculate 
is or today mm -hmm. based on on the tools for the economy to thrive right and the only tools that you can find today in in the metaverse is blockchain technology tools so like uh mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies nfts which are different but based on the same technology um and so what, what i said earlier on was give time to time i think uh -huh. we're, we're seeing the first step and i i 100% agree. I, I, I give classes uh, to a business uh, school here uh, in France. And I, the students always ask me, should we invest in crypto? And my answer <laughs> is like, it's, it's uh, obviously I don't want to, to make, lose any money. Uh, you should maybe put a little bit money in crypto and see how it goes. Because again, if you want to start a business, if you want to start a, a, a new um, venture, you need to start working before you run. Right? And, and that's what we see today with crypto. We, we can see that, look at how banks have, banks have been around for hundreds of years, right? They've always done the same business the same way. Today, every other business is changing the way they're doing business. So it's, it's time for banks to start thinking about new ways of creating value. I believe what we see today with crypto and blockchain technologies is really the V1 of all these. And yes, mm -hmm. it's based on no assets that, that you cannot compare with assets, that you, everything you said is 100% true. However, you have a, uh, a speculative way of, of handling cryptos that I've seen people gain a lot of money, lose everything or lose a lot of money. But at least it gives us ideas of what could work and should not work, right? And I'm being mm -hmm. very prudent here. Uh, and, and that's why. You know, you, you cannot say, you, you, you cannot unlink if you're on uh, um, blockchain technologies with the metaverse. They, they go together. No, no. And if blockchain, you can blockchain is a technology which can be used for multiple. I, we've seen, we worked with a company which was uh, uh, preparing uh, like sort of green certificates based on blockchain because of this uniqueness. So blockchain as a technology, I understand it may have a lot of different applications. I was just wondering how it links to uh, will the will the cryptocurrency be a currency of, of of metaverse? Maybe I should simplify my question. Yeah, that, that's what I believe. That's what it is today. You know that again, mm -hmm. Second Life credit cards, mm -hmm. metaverse crypto. That that's that's how I see it, and that's. But again, crypto is going to evolve, and I I believe we're going to see less and less. Uh, variations because today it's either super high, super low. You know, it's it's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Elon Musk wakes up in the morning and say, "I'm going to use crypto to sell my cars." I mean, people can buy uh, Teslas with 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 crypto, and crypto goes through the roof. The next day, yeah. he wakes up, said, "Actually, I'm done with that." But crypto is dead. So that's why we need to get you know some some senses around this, and but. Mm -hmm. Honestly, today you, you you talk about metaverse. You need to talk about crypto and NFTs. So, so one one of the big advantages I think of of this discussion that we're having uh, is is that it can it can give uh, potential users uh, a view because you men you mentioned yourself at the beginning that in order to sell a product, first you have to make it available to to, to users and. That, that means not only putting it out there, but also getting people to understand it, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, with, with banks, you, you, you spoke a lot about banks. And I think that the, the, the big difference between uh, the um, 
the dot-com bubble and the, the kind of massive uncontrolled investment in, in, in buzzwords back, back then. And what, what we see now is that banks also have evolved their understanding as potential users and, and also providers of the technology, because there's a lot of talk about innovation. They're, they're a bit more mature, uh, not mm -hmm. only banks, but all big institutions, they're a bit more mature in understanding how innovation actually happens, how you, how you approach this. But with, for, for a, I'm not talking about a, a user now as a, as a person going in, but uh, let's, let's take a, a kind of medium, small to medium company they obviously they don't have enough cloud to to go into metaverse and and create their own corner but they want to uh, benefit from the, the 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 kind of boom how can we make this more available to businesses and present them with an understanding that will not require them to hire a metaverse expert team but still you know how just how we like we do with with no code now you know you don't you don't really yeah, need an I IT department complain. exactly yeah. so uh, great mind thing alike uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how uh, you know with with no code people can just create a, yeah. a, a program so how do we do this with metaverse uh, all right so low code no code I'm very uh, very familiar with that because I I created a company called Affinity Initiative based in London where we do low-code, no-code platform uh, using a, a bot named Sue, which is a really AI-based bot that anybody can use. Uh, you know, it's, it's very easy. You don't need the IT teams. Exactly as you said, that's, that's where I wanted to start. <laughs> so it was exactly, we're, we're totally in phase on this one. Uh, but you have to think about it. Uh, AI, 1955 started the idea, right? Uh, I started working in, on it in 1996 with Sony. We launched IBO in 1999. We were part of the first ones. We had to start everything from scratch. Uh, I'm talking about uh, real-time OS uh, operating system. Uh, we, um, you know, we're, we, we had to really invent everything because at the time there was nothing. So mm -hmm. let's say even we take 1990 from the start of real work on AI, at least real work that everybody could see, and low-code, no-code, which was launched what, three, four years ago, right? So you're talking about at least 20 years between those two. So what I'm saying here is that everything with companies that want to enter the metaverse, um, today they have the possibility of using, again, I mentioned Decentraland, Roblox, they can just you know, have a small piece. Of, it's almost like renting a, a, an apartment, right? And they can say, okay, I just want a little space, space here. But it's true that today you need people who understand, you need experts who will tell you what to do, how to, to program on it. You need to use technologies such as AR, VR. And if you don't have any experts or anybody in your, in your team that don't understand this, it's true, it's hard. And that's why, you know, I've, 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 I've said that before today, uh, when we, we see, we see a, a, an evolution, at least that's my vision, the, the evolution of the metaverse was, we are going to have the same thing as low-code, no-code in the metaverse. And we won't wait for 20 years, but you know, maybe in four or five years, <laughs> there will be companies, and I'm sure today there are startups that have already started to work on easier way of getting involved in the metaverse. But as of today, you, you need people who understand it. And actually, I think it's a good thing because you know, if, if, you, if it was too easy immediately, then I think it will be then the future of the metaverse could be at risk. Uh, again, because it's really important that at least people understand, see the limitations, see the potentials, 
uh, and and behind the, and the risks, obviously, and and behind all this, then start building a, a proper business. And that's why you know mm-hmm. I, I'm really glad you mentioned low code, no code, because that was that was exactly the the the, the comparison I wanted to give between between the two. But uh, I have two, two, two questions. One, 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 let's say simpler, and uh, and another one maybe a bit broader. Uh, the, the the simpler is like having these companies uh, entering now, uh, mm-hmm. those who can afford it, so to speak. Doesn't it create at the very beginning like this dispersion? So we will have this lord lord class of halves. And mm-hmm. have mores, and we will have then you know pariaks who will come to get the scraps uh, because the the market. You say, you mentioned that uh, the main value as of today it's uh, of of metaverse as a marketing channel. Mm-hmm. So the the cake will be divided between the big boys, and mm-hmm. everybody else will be left with the with the scraps. Uh, that's my worry. Uh, mm-hmm. And the second yeah. one, like other than marketing channel. Because we started uh, this this chat as like extracting value from metaverse, mm-hmm. uh, is it just a marketing channel, or is it more? If it's more, what more it is? Uh, so, so today um, you're absolutely right. Big companies are going to benefit more from it. But it's like with digital transformation. Before COVID, companies that have started to work on digital transformation got themselves much better during COVID and after COVID than companies who were hesitating. Right. And this is exactly what, what we find ourselves with. We have companies yes. that are hesitating in getting in, and they are missing the train. You know, I mean, it's, uh, uh, I've seen it in my career many times before. Um, when you have a vision and when, when you see that um, uh, large companies are investing heavily, when you see that you're getting more engagement, you're getting more loyalty, it's like you know, gamification type based of, of applications. Um, it's it's important to at least start thinking about a, a strategy around it. I, I really enjoy mm-hmm. working on on different strategies with companies when you have the the long term one, the medium term, and the very short term one, and and it all depends. And and your 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 focus is going to be different basically on, on the one you choose. Um, so yes, big companies are going to get most of the pie. Uh, and and the others are going to be are going to be left with crumbs, but it's just right now, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking here about a at least five year vision on on the metaverse, and in five years it's going to balance itself out. That that I'm pretty convinced. In terms of the second yeah. point, oops, sorry, j- just because you had two questions, so I have two yes, answers. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, in terms of the second point, is it only a marketing uh, ploy today? Um, yes and no, uh, and, and, and companies who have understood that, and I, when I'm talking about marketing, I'm talking also about communication ploy, mm-hmm. which means that you can benefit from announcing the fact that you are present on the metaverse or you have a strategy on the metaverse that you start planning to have tools or services or, or, or um, solutions that can be available on the metaverse. So. It would be stupid not to, to, to use this strategy because at least you can make your company talk about you know, uh, things that normally the press would not be interested. It, it's, it's, you know, it's hot topic, basically, what I'm okay. saying. Mm-hmm. And so 
But it's also a different one. I mean, I'm talking about Nike and the, 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 their pair, the, their sports shoes they just sold with Artifact. You know, they bought that company Artifact for 100 millions or billions of, uh, of, of dollars. And their first pair of shoes it was sold for $10,000. So it's starting to think. And, and now what they've done is not only they sold their virtual pair for $10,000, but they made the virtual <laughs> pair now a real one. Right, so it's helping them uh, by using by being on the metaverse. It's helping them testing the market at low cost. Of course, here we're talking about Nike, so it's not low cost because they bought Artifact for a lot of money. But smaller companies, and I, I work a lot with startups. I say, well, why don't you have you know a small uh, AR with augmented realities where you don't need the, the goggles? You you can just do it on the internet, and but you can at least see how people react. It's like, you know, a sandpit, uh, but real life, but, but actually where you don't spend money. You know, when we were Sony, um, and again, sorry, I, I worked a long time for Sony, so I talked a lot about them. I, I, but, worked, I worked in Sony too, so I understand okay. the sentiment. Okay, so, and so you probably remember when we were thinking about new products, we had to make a prototype. Prototype cost a lot of money. After the prototype, we had to test it. You had to check the markets. We had, so all these Cost a lot of money when you're in a metaverse. It's digital. It's virtual, so it doesn't. It, I'm not saying it's free, but it costs much less money. You have real time feedback from customers, from prospects for all this. Was before with Sony. If you remember, it was it was terrible. We to get feedback. Uh, we used to hire 20 people around the room. It was costing a lot, a lot of money. We used to present them the product. We used to see how they would behave with the product and all this. And then we would make a report out of it. And then we would go back to the engineers and say, this is what we found out. It, it was, I mean, that was my job, but uh, you know, it, it was hard job. Mm -hmm. I, was I, hard. I worked for, for global, global marketing for, for Sony Mobile. So we, we, we oh. had some access uh, to, to, to this data and I can, I can confirm that it was strenuous. Like to, 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 when yeah. we were thinking how to even market the product, getting the data from the users and getting it in time it was uh, i remember tricky because we didn't want to announce what 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 we have in packet so it doesn't leak so exactly. timing it in such a way that we show it to the selected group of people then we get this data uh, to, to 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 us analyze it and have time to still prepare the messaging yeah. based on what we on this feedback uh, it was strenuous it was it, yeah. it it was a challenge on its own the timing I, i'm not talking <laughs> about the cost yet but the timing itself well, when so you launched uh, when you launched the mobile division, I mean, I remember very well with Sony because I was at the time in charge of of Ibo, mm -hmm. uh, and I remember that in the UK at least that the head of mobile was a very good friend of mine, Jay Shinador. I don't know the name, but and and Jay and I were very close, and he would tell me he said, you know, it costs a lot of money, it takes so much time, and it's so frustrating because then you have to translate it into uh, uh, engineer words. So we use Six Sigma at the time. Mm -hmm. to make it sure mm -hmm. that at least the engineers would understand that. But here, you don't need Six Sigma. You have real-time information. It doesn't cost as much money, and it's much quicker. So why not doing it? So I it's, hope I've answered your two questions. <laughs> yes, actually, with the, with, the, with the second one, you also uh, answered a bit of the, the, the first one, because this is something that, that you don't need probably a uh, ton of software engineers to, 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 to do. This is a service mm -hmm. which should be available pretty quickly for everyone. and. Exactly. Uh, improving business processes and customer interaction through metaverse seems like a like a viable idea, and also the cost saving 
So it's actually a very good answer to both of them. Thank you very much. Sorry, Artur, I know I'm yeah, hijacking. You've been excited about this, and I'm hijacking no, because it again. It's, it's, it's uh, democratizing and almost commoditizing this, the, 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 this whole process of uh, introducing. And uh, I actually, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, very excited to see that there are already companies. I've, I've, I've seen a few kind of startups going into the into the space of making uh, content creation for for now maybe not value creation but content creation more mm-hmm. more more available already for users even before uh, before we have have uh, metaverse ready right mm-hmm. but I, I would like to touch uh, upon a, a slightly different facet now uh, uh, we we we've spoken about customers going in there we've spoken about companies uh, moving there customer facing uh, kind of uh, angle into the metaverse but now let's let's look at the back of a company and 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 the workers because uh, there's there's a lot of talk about moving uh, the, the business the actual work into the metaverse uh, how do you see the, the the value for a company itself rather than its interaction with clients uh, will companies be moving their 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 operations to metaverse and how to extract value there or maybe not not necessarily extract value but maybe lower cost because that's you know the second second side of the same coin right yep uh, yeah, that's a, another very good question because um uh, you know extremes never work in business so moving all your business from uh, the way it works today, physical way to all the way to metaverse only, to me, it will be a mistake, obviously. You need to do that gradually. You have different uh, environments, if I could call. You have, in, in any company, you have what we call the cash cow, which is 80% of your business, the business that creates money, has been creating money for a long time, creating value. And that's the business that you, know, you, you, you need to continue uh, hiring for and investing in because you know that this is what's going to make you your life pretty much in the next three to five years. Then you have the second environment uh, where um, it makes about the last 20% of the business. You, it's not mature yet, uh, but mm-hmm. you need to recruit different type of people than you have for the first uh, business because the first business is really well installed and they know how it works. The salespeople, you know, they make it, no more. I mean, it's it's their daily life. Whereas in the second business, it's it's a little bit disruptive because it's different than the first business. So you need different type of people, and and you need uh, different focus and 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 different ways of of uh, of approaching uh, deals. And then you have the third business or the third environment, if I can call that, which is zero percent of your revenue, but you know that in about five, seven years time, it's going to replace the second one. So the second one will replace the first one in the next three to five mm-hmm. years and will become the main business. And the third one will become the, the second one. So it's very important for any companies that works on strategy to have that pipe of the three environments always full. You always have a main business that brings 80%. You always have a second business that brings 20%. And I'm just, you know, it could be 70, 20, I mean, whatever, you understand what I mean. And the third business that brings zero, but where you have totally different people than in the first or second business because the, the business in the first uh, in the third one it is so disruptive you need people who have like entrepreneurship mindset in order to launch it this is what we did at sony again you know ibo 
was the third type of business. For a long time, we didn't make any money. We were all entrepreneurs because it was a different type of products, but we had to make it within the big Sony family. So we used the Sony uh, engineers. We used the Sony factories. We, knew, we used the Sony uh, retail channels. Mm-hmm. But we didn't make any money. But because at the time, always, if I can make the... Because uh, Ibo never became second or, th- or first business, but like PlayStation did, right? When they launched PlayStation, it was I, Ogasan, who was the CEO of, of Sony, said, I don't want the Sony name on any uh, game products because for him, games were not proper. So you can look at the, at the PlayStation 1 or 2, there's no Sony name on it. Because that was his third, third environment where nobody was making any money, but PlayStation became second and became first. Look what works today <laughs> for Sony, PlayStation, right? That, that's exactly what I'm saying here. So bringing all your business into the metaverse is exactly what I'm saying here. Is No, absolutely not. Metaverse today is the third environment, which will become probably the second and maybe the first, you know. For some businesses. For some, ex- exactly. And that's, that's why we need to keep, you know, reason uh, in, t- in terms of, mm-hmm. of these businesses. That's what's most important. But uh, I, I, me- I meant slightly deeper, uh, you know, because uh, I understand that you cannot just, uh, you know, forget about physical, physical market and uh, uh, just move all everything to, to, to metaverse. But that's still touching on the customer facing facet of a company. What I, yeah. what I meant was uh, if, if, I, if, if I have a, a bank, for example, uh, I have my, uh, my, I've already set up my metaverse branch. I have my metaverse customer uh, portals, everything. But now I'm thinking, how about I move my uh, internal operations? So, for example, my, my meeting rooms or my uh, mm, uh, internal systems where, where, where uh, into the metaverse so that people who work within the company instead of using Zoom, instead of using uh, some dashboards, uh, mm-hmm. use them in metaverse. Do you think that that kind, side of thing is going to, to, to create value there? Uh, yes, it will definitely create value because you're, you're in a hybrid work environment situation. Uh, you know, since the COVID, less and less people want to be in the office. Uh, now it's uh, obviously, with Elon Musk's announcement saying that everybody at Twitter needs to be back in the office immediately, <laughs> maybe it will change, but I don't believe so. I think now we've gone too far in terms of giving uh, flexibility to, to, to employees uh, and also to companies to, to make it work. So, yes, I believe it will bring value because you'll get more engaged employees, you'll get more productivity, um, and, and therefore your, your balance sheet is going to see the benefits of that. So de- definitely, yes. One point that's really important to, 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 to keep in mind is that meetings, um, organizations, you know, uh, uh, challenges and all this, yes, you can manage them today. In terms of balance sheet and what you bring into the company, uh, as of today, to me, it's, and I'm going back to my earlier point with the three environments, uh, it, it's a bit too early for me to say that a company should just you know, put all their business there. But I agree with you. I think entirely the, um, the, the, the way of, of, of doing business uh, or engaging more employees or creating more productivity, creating more value, you can definitely start using the, the metaverse for that. Yes. 
because for 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 me you know i've i've always uh, kind of before 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 covid i i had uh, uh, this uh, maybe not a dream but a nightmare of having to go into the office which is really a dark hangar uh, rows of seats and you just sit on the seat get your goggles on and suddenly you're in the, in, in a nice office uh, but obviously you know, after covid you wouldn't need to go to a hangar you just stay at home which is probably equally yeah, at home. Uh, <laughs> absolutely yeah uh, but uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, get getting 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 into this office. It uh, getting this office into into metaverse solves for me at least one very important uh, downside of working from home is that is this this communication where uh, I, I, the one thing I, I miss from from office is that interactions which uh, required five minutes of walking over to someone's desk asking a simple question, walking back, doing, continuing with your job. Now, obviously, you need to schedule time with them. You need to, there are various platforms that are trying to solve it. But having that, uh, that ability to do it in the metaverse, at the same time, having the control, if I want, if I, I don't want to be disturbed, I don't, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't just put a, a label on my desk. If you disturb me, I'm going to kill you. But, uh, which I actually had in my office. <laughs> but uh, uh, being able to 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 programmatically have and do not disturb function, I think that's that's that will pro pro provide a lot of control to the office environment. Mm -hmm. But again, you and I think the same way in the sense that we're used of having meetings with people in the office, you know, and that's the way we've learned how to do business. Think about a fifteen-year-old kid today. I'm sorry, I'm saying kid, a teenager. Uh, a 15-year-old teenager today, what does he do? He goes onto the game platform, hopefully a PlayStation 5. And what does he do? <laughs> he, he, he interacts with his friends that he has seen at school, so people he knows. And again, it's the same type of image that the metaverse is going to create. You can be in that dark hangar, and you can uh, put your goggles on, which they know how to do it now and they are actually mm -hmm. expecting that because that's how they've been raised pretty much you know they the dads buy the playstation and the kids play with the dads right and so they don't care anymore but i mean you see kids in the street with their cell phone and they are playing and they are playing with with their friends who are everywhere on the planet and so the traditional way of working, which is you have your colleague next to you and it's very nice, comfortable, because also you have a question, you turn around, you ask the question, everything. These people, these teenagers, these kids, basically, for them, it's not natural. What's natural is being online and asking a question on the mm -hmm. chat. It's turning around with their Google and see their friend in the in the virtual reality world and communicating with that friend and say, oh yeah. You know, if you go there and you click on that, this is how it's going to work. So the world is changing, the but the world has always changed. And so, yes. you know, I, I wrote a book um, and, and uh, for Dr. Marion, <laughs> you, you, you worked with Sony, so that, that book you would enjoy, actually. It's called The Talking Dog, Immersion what? in New Technologies. And I explain technology going from 1990 to 2025. Oh, excellent. This is what I... I explained, so I have, there are three chapters, 1990 to today. Today, what we see, and, and I explained the technology so people are not scared. It's, for, it's made for everyone, absolutely. I've made sure that at least it was very easy to understand. 
And Bruce, just third, even I will understand. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not saying that for you, but I'm saying that for my grandparents. <laughs> uh, and, and the third part of the book is about what you're going to see in terms of agriculture, in terms of hotel management, in terms of entertaining and all these things. And that's why I explain this, because I talk also about marketing and the way the world has always evolved. And this is mm -hmm. what we see today. But this evolution might be a little bit faster because we have a different world. We have COVID. We have war in our borders. We have you know, situations that we have not experienced before. Um, and so what I feel very comfortable, and you would say I'm very optimistic, and that's probably true. Not naive, but optimistic. But what I see is like, yes, we are challenged by new things, but in return, we are offering solutions that, off, that uh, help us, uh, um, uh, that help us you know, address those challenges. And, and Metaverse is one of them. There are many mm -hmm. others, and I explained that uh, in my book. I launched my book just before uh, Mark Zuckerberg. So I talked about Second Life in my book. But I was not expecting <laughs> to go that far. And to 2025, I'm, you know, this is where we're going to see the metaverse maybe starting to really boost, at least becoming bigger. So at least I'm still okay, I think, with my book on my predictions for 2025. Well, but this is what, what's interesting is, is really the world has evolved. This is, just think about one thing, and that's why I mentioned several times in my book. If, if our grandparents had said no to electricity or telephone, where would we be today? Right? It's just a simple question, and, and this is where we, where we stand today. We, Our can grandchildren... start, we can start with putting a stone on a stick, you know. It started, you know, <laughs> like you, you had the sharp stick and then somebody came with an idea, oh, let's, let, let's take a sharpened stone and, you know, tie it to it. You don't need to get uh, so far as to electricity. No, no but... This is just an example, you know. And so let's say that our grandkids say, well, granddad, why did you say no to the metaverse? You know, it could have been so cool. <laughs> this is what I mean. <laughs> what, 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 I, what I think that, that, that uh, maybe people like, but correct me if I'm wrong, that, but uh, people like you, like, you know, the, the thought leaders and real, like, you know, people who, who think big and, and, and have ability to shape uh, the future. Uh, like aren't like shouldn't it be said loud and clear? And um, Arthur is calling me, you know, a, a communist for for taking such things into account. But let's let's take open space. Everybody mm -hmm. said, "Oh yeah, we will." When Arthur said, "Let's move to to metaverse," of his nightmare of his, let's move to metaverse. Uh, I, I will think about uh, about open space because let's say the the first time I entered the open space. I was just blown away. And it was uh, actually Sony office where we had open space with hot seats. And to be honest, for me, it was the, the only thing that I regretted about working there. It was open space with hot seats with not enough space for yeah. everybody. So in the which country were you? United Kingdom. Oh, okay. In Basingstoke? Uh, uh, it was in Hammersmith. Hammersmith. Oh. Hammersmith was okay, but then, when we moved, uh, uh, when we moved to... to, to Weybridge? No, 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 which was, was later, it was main Sony, the, the, the mobile went to, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember, close to Ealing. Uh, doesn't matter, but the, the, yeah. the, what I wanted to say, there is a ton of research saying open space is bad for trust, open space is bad for confidence, open, open space is bad for communication, and still mm. companies, uh, they stick to open space like to uh, some, I don't know, 
Holy Scripture, uh, despite the, the reality saying, no, people didn't you know, react to it as well as marketers of this solution wanted us, shouldn't we s- start building fail-safes to, 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 to uh, metaverse early? Like, okay, let's see how people react to it and let's not force it down their throat. I'm not saying, uh, I, I'm speaking specifically about the, the working solution because the customers, if they won't like it, they will just not come. So yeah, no, collect, collecting customer feedback is, is, is pretty easy, but shouldn't it be said loud and clear? Like, let's not, yeah. you know, force it. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. It's called being intelligent and uh, thinking, mm-hmm. okay, we've tried one thing. It works. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, let's, let's pivot. You know, that term that in startups, we, I mean, I created 26 uh, startups. So um, uh, I failed in a lot of them, <laughs> you know, in all the humility. Uh, but I've, yeah, there are still about 15 of them that are still alive, and I'm still involved in seven of them uh, out of the 26. And what I'm saying is, when you see it doesn't work, you tried because you need to try. You you can't the status quo doesn't work in business, so you need to try things. You see, you try, it doesn't work, you change. Same thing. You I, I know I know your office in Hammersmith very well because I used to go there regularly because I was based in Weybridge for a while, mm-hmm. and in the Weybridge office we did the same thing: open space for everyone and. We kept that, that mentality of saying, no, no, we've made one change. We're not going to change again. And that's a mistake. If it doesn't work, then you start rebuilding offices or, or maybe you do it differently. And that, that's, why that's all I'm saying with the metaverse and the value creation around the metaverse. Let's be smart about it. Let's look at what works. That's V1. Again, we're going to have V1000 you know, in, in, in 100 years. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. At least we would have tried and we would have seen what worked. And this is where the risk ran in 2000 is we wanted to jump the guns. We wanted to mm-hmm. say, okay, this is what's going to work now when actually there was no basis for the business. So let's make mistakes with the metaverse. Let's understand the mistakes and let's pivot. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah, the working, working kind of uh, ma- making mistakes within within a defined risk envelope is kind of a you know my my uh, my my song that I always sing at at at, at any meeting and uh, at, at, it it is it is exactly what uh, what we need. So uh, kind of to su- to summarize, we we've we've got we've got a, a new technology and uh, obviously it's it the promise is very big. Yeah. But uh, so are the the risks which we've dis- discussed and I'm um, you know being a risk guy I I I loved hearing about uh, uh, about concrete risk and 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 concrete kind of approach to it. Uh and and also you know there is there's there are all all these kind of different ways that you can you can create uh, create value which uh, uh, need to be explored and uh, it's it's not only big companies doing it by themselves obviously small companies will will get uh, like like we have with the startup uh, startup scene now and uh, low code no code i think it's a, a great yeah. parallel uh, in terms of uh, kind of learning more, uh, obviously your book, uh, the, if I remember correctly, the title "The Talking Dog," right? So yep. uh, we right. can we can recommend this to to, to our listeners. Uh, and uh, are there any other uh, kind of uh, 
places where uh, people can uh, you know read more about your ideas uh, and uh, get in contact with you maybe yes absolutely so i'm very involved on linkedin so that uh, so that that's one place i also have a blog on babenbusinessconsulting.com and you'll have my so that's my website and you have my blog in french and in english uh, i tweet a lot as well so uh, I mean, if you type Nicholas Babin on Google, you'll, you'll see a lot of things. Uh, I, write, I write quite regularly on a lot of topics beyond my book. So uh, absolutely. And, and, and I always answer uh, when I'm contacted. So feel free. <laughs> we will we, we'll <laughs> link your, your website and, and book in, in the description for all this video as well. Perfect. Uh, thank you very much for, for sharing your ideas. It was a, a very you. exciting episode and uh, let's hope it's a, a kind of a starting point for further discussion because by no means have we, have we even started to scratch the, 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 the surface of the topic. And uh, as always, uh, let's hope it was of use to someone. Thank you for listening. Make sure you read Nicholas's book, The Talking Dog, Immersion in New Technologies. As usual, the link will be available in the notes to this episode. Also, don't miss the next one, where we'll be talking about digital strategies. To discuss with us practical aspects of developing a digital strategy, we've invited Marcus Kuhnlein, Head of Digital Business in United Branding Group, one of the world's leading manufacturers of precision machines. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or visit pdr.show to find out more about future episodes and guests. You can also check out Cognition.llc for more information on Cognition Shared Solutions, our services and other events hosted by us. For now, it's thank you from myself, Artur Guja, and my co-host, your friendly neighborhood data guy, Dr. Marian Shiva. Thank you and goodbye.